Welcome back, everyone, to Creatives Grab Coffee. Today, we have Scott and Trevor from Enjoy Creative. They are a full-service production company based in Winnipeg that's passionate about helping brands use video to overcome challenges and achieve outstanding results. Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're, thank we're, you. We're excited to be here. So I guess uh, just so everyone knows who you guys are, why don't, why don't you give us a little background? Sure, yeah. So uh, like you said, we're Enjoy Creative out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, we started in 2018, uh, Scott and I went to school together at a, a college here. Um, yeah, we're, we're a full service video production company. So we work with commercial clients, um, across all kinds of different industries and sectors. Um, we're really passionate about working with our clients to truly understand what they're trying to achieve and how we can help them with video. Um, that's, that's pretty much our focus. We try to avoid um, I guess just, you know, making videos that go out to kind of die, so to speak, we, we would really love if the videos we make actually have a life to them and actually help the clients we're working with. So that's what we kind of strive to, to always do with our projects. I like that. We, we don't want to make videos that, that go to die. <laughs> that's such a good yeah. way of putting it. <laughs> in, in, in a way, YouTube is uh, 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 the place for videos to go to die. You know, if you don't know what you're doing with it, because you're basically putting it up, it's like a video tombstone and then it's ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. lives there. <laughs> it can certainly feel that way sometimes for sure. Yeah. So you guys started the company in 2018? Yeah, 2018. I guess we're actually... Uh, very close to our fourth year in a, in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Every, every year is a nice little milestone. You know, like I remember when we hit the, the first like four or five years as well, we were just like, wow, has it really been that long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to believe sometimes that time kind of just flies by and, uh, it, but it definitely does uh, feel feel good. You know, you hear those stats about how many businesses fail, you know, in their first year, and then they're uh, by three years, how many more fall off the and don't make it. And uh, so it does. There's definitely a little sense of pride there for sure in making it making it another year <laughs> and growing. Yeah, that that's good. I yeah. think that's that says like if you can make it to five years, you can make it to ten. <laughs> yeah. 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 That sounds good. Well, me. they usually say that the companies uh, or any business, uh, if they don't make it past three years, that they, they, they're typically doomed to fail at that point. Uh, yeah. the, the funny thing is most of the companies we've uh, we've had on the show have been at least five years plus in business. So I think you guys are probably one of the youngest businesses that we've actually had on the show to date. And, uh, you know, like, so kind of like, tell us a little bit about like, uh, you know, how you guys got kind of started in terms of like, what made you decide to jump into being a business? And how um, how it's been so far on that on that end? Cool. Yeah, I think um, so. We were both working. We were both working in video right out of school. So I was in commercial video work, and, and Trevor was doing documentary work. Um, <clears throat> but we stayed in touch. We were we were good buddies, I guess. So we, we we hung out quite a bit, and we chatted. We were often talking a little bit about what we were seeing um, in the industry, and and you know, I guess this by that point, video production commercial video production, social media, all that kind of stuff was just, you know, already really popular video video was uh, um, it was kind of easy to spot that video was growing in demand. There was a huge need for content basically. So uh, we, we, we saw that and uh, we felt that, you know, a, there's an opportunity there, but also, you know, there's an opportunity to um, 
have a little bit of creative control over over it if we if we start our own thing and, and try and make our you know our own mark and 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 do really good work so that's kind of what uh kind of what's what sparked our interest in taking that leap into starting our own business and uh um yeah i don't i can't say like i wouldn't never look back like it it was a great it was a great decision it was a big decision at the time but uh it's worked out really well and it's been a whole, whole lot of fun did you see a need did you see like a need uh, sorry to, uh, did you see a need in the winnipeg market like how big is it there in terms of video production like uh, like uh did you feel like there was a good opportunity for yourselves to kind of accelerate and grow quickly i think we saw there was there was room um it's um winnipeg is really tight-knit um but very active so it's it's there's a lot going on here but it's all kind of part of a pretty tight community um so we already had some connections within that community um so it it, it felt like we were kind of just like taking a step kind of establishing ourselves amongst our peers at that point um and it felt like there was definitely room to kind of still fit in there and and differentiate ourselves and, and make a mark with what we do um so so yeah it, i think i think we saw that there was an opportunity there to still kind of do something and stand out within the market that's interesting because i was looking at production companies in in winnipeg and like you said it is kind of like a small smaller market and it's interesting to see that you guys are still able to fit into that uh market because again it's small it's tight-knit if i would if i was in that situation i'd feel like oh man how do i how do i compete like is there anything left for me you know like especially because um there, there have been times where like we've uh, been hired out on freelance with some other project uh, with some other companies in the past where they've actually even flown us into like some of the inner provinces where there's not as big of a, a marketing and video production community so like you're also not only competing with those there but also because of those organizations that have to bring in other people, you know, because they, you know, they're more um, international with Canada. So it's good to see that you guys managed to kind of still break into that, even, even, even with that challenge. Yeah, I think um, it's an, it's an interesting perspective, I suppose, I guess like we uh, it's, I'd say it's like quite regional here. Like we, a lot of the companies that we, that are in our industry um, are working regionally within Manitoba, within Saskatchewan, um, Northwest Ontario there. So I think that's like a prevalent component of, of our industry. There's some, there is some kind of national component to it, but I think at the end of the day, like most national stuff goes to Toronto, goes to, you know, Vancouver or Montreal, that kind of thing. So I think there's, there's that reality to it, but I think it also, it doesn't, it, there's still like a, a thriving need, an industry and a need for, for video work, uh, even within a regional kind of on a regional level, I suppose. So um, in some ways it's, uh, kind of like to counter what you said there, Dario, like it, it's, 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 it was, it's also not as it's, it's could be, I could see going to Toronto and trying to start a business in Toronto being scary because there's just so much, so much work going on there. And how do you make, how do you stand out in there? Whereas here, it's a little bit of like, you know, a big, a little or smaller pond to, to kind of like, to kind of work within. And, and in some ways, I think, you know, it make, it made us, you know, being seen and heard a little bit, maybe a little bit easier. So it's, there's, I could see both sides of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard from a, a Toronto transplant um, who was freelancing in Toronto came here and, and kind of mentioned that the biggest kind of eye-opening experience for them was they don't have to be 
laser focused on the, the job postings on Facebook and bidding, like immediately seeing 30 comments on every job posted saying like, I'm good for this. I'm good for this. And you know, everyone's yeah. undercutting on that entire list. Like, it's kind of like you just start working and make a name for yourself and, and, um, jobs will come if you're talented, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's harder than that, yeah. but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny here in the work to go around. Yeah. Here in the yeah. producer, oh, yeah. though, it's, it's funny though. here in the producer group, you're right. Like as soon as there's a job posting, there's like 50 comments. We've even done, uh, listings on, on that Facebook group yeah. and within like 30 minutes, there's like 30 people. And I'm like, I can't even go through this many. I just need the like first time, options. the first time we did it, we actually gave our email which was the biggest mistake of all time. Bad idea. <laughs> and yeah. that inbox just got flooded so badly. Not only that, but also our, our DMs. Private messages. Like, yeah, like, yeah. They just kept messaging. Like, like they would email and DM and comment and everything. And so at one point we just said, all right, let's make an Excel spreadsheet. Or like no, no, one no, of those, no, like, no, no. We did, we did some that forms. No, we did something else first. We did a dumb thing. We created a separate email handle for it. <laughs> That was like an extra 50 bucks we had to pay for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <But> G Suite. <laughs> then we got smart. Then we got smart. Then we created a Google Forms for nice. it. And then it kind yeah. of expedited the process for it. Yeah. And then if people DM'd you after that, you know, when you explicitly told them to put stuff onto the form, it's like, okay, so you didn't read what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I mean, in some ways, that's got to be kind of nice because we, we, there have been scenarios where we've been, trying to find crew and it's tough because our our um our film industry is kind of kind of starting to have a bit of a boom i guess you could say there's a good film subsidy in manitoba so a lot of uh kind of like tv shows and movie productions are starting to come here so that's like drawing a lot of you know the you know traditional crew towards those and then in the summer you're you're kind of like oh who's, who's available right now yeah every everyone <laughs> Everyone who you regularly turn to is often on big productions with on the film side of things right now. Yeah. So sometimes in the commercial world, when you're like, hey, I have this two day production, can you interrupt your three month commitment to come do this thing? So you guys are skeletal crews, uh, uh, not by choice, by. It's a bit of both, a bit of both, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like here it's a, it's a matter of like, you know, like people can kind of like choose almost like how big they want their productions and projects to kind of be. But they're like, I can imagine. I mean, talent, to be honest, talent even here, believe it or not, is really hard to find. Yeah. You good know, like, like good. Well, yeah, good talent. Yeah, exactly. Good talent. So like you, you get like 100 people applying on something and then maybe five are OK, two are really good and, and or like, like that's roughly the ratio. So if that's and then, what and we're then one struggling of the, with, and then one of the two, one of those two is very overpriced, and you're like, this is, yeah, this right. is a we're lot too busy. Like, we're, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, the worst is when people who apply who are way too busy, and then it's like, okay, but I, <laughs> what now? I can't, <laughs> what am I going to use? You an interesting. So <laughs> imagine like with it being that difficult here, I can't imagine how difficult it is sourcing talent in in your area. It it can be. Um, I think there's like there's busy seasons and I think yeah. I think Winnipeg is a is a big um for better or worse it's a big word of mouth town um so there are there's lots of talented people here um and you have your go-tos to kind of turn to you and then um kind of when those 
don't work out in your favor. Like finding, finding fresh people can be um, sometimes a challenge uh, or a great opportunity to kind of bring someone on and, and kind of show them the ropes. But um, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's kind of where it lands. Yeah? I think relationships are really important here. Like you gotta, you, it's again, smaller community. So, you know, everyone knows one another and, and, uh, and in, in some ways, once you kind of develop those relationships, it becomes a little bit easy because as long as availability lines up, then you kind of establish that roster of people and you kind of work with them from, from there on in. But, uh, but uh, there've been times where, and, and, and not even us, like you hear from other people who are like, do you know someone who does this, anyone, we need them like tomorrow kind of thing. You get, we get those kind of messages every now and then, but uh it's 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 pretty good still at the end of the day yeah yeah like that's that's because of this like big challenge of like being able to find the right people you know and have the timings align you know that's one of the reasons also why we we started this show is to kind of like help like create like a little bit of a community between all the production companies where you know sometimes you need someone in another city and but you don't know anyone there that's good you know you want to have people that you can reach out to that you know that can uh, reliably either recommend someone or even uh, help at, at the same time as well, which has happened with a few of the, the guests that we've had on the show already, you know, some that are based in Montreal needed shooters here in Toronto for like a certain project, you know, and like, this is like one of the ways that, you know, you can kind of um, uh, filter out like good talent, you know, like a really rather quickly, especially with the nature of quick commercial type projects. Right. We all have those days where the clients are just like, Hey, you have someone that can uh, shoot something tomorrow across the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that happens all the time. Right. And so now it's like, Oh, maybe now there's uh, opportunities for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. We're often on, uh, on the receiving end of that here in Winnipeg, we yeah. found ourselves being kind of uh, sourced to kind of shoot different things for, for production companies across Canada and the States and, and, outside of that actually yeah um just in the last couple of months i think we've had like five or six just day shoot kind of like go interview kind of thing uh just from across north america which is we like them they're kind of they're kind of uh fun and, and easy to you know not, they're kind of stress-free in some ways but uh yeah it's, they're, it's, they're nice quick they're quick and simple like uh they're very straightforward you know you're working with other companies you know who have a specific kind of thing in mind for what you need to do um but it's interesting that you mentioned that you guys do a lot of that in Winnipeg. Is that how much would you say that has uh, been like a, like a, uh, in terms of your business, like 20, 30% of like the work that you're kind of doing over there now, or, or is it very, I, th I think we're thinking because it, <laughs> so we had, um, in our first couple years, it would have been a good chunk, but it was because of special circumstances since then it's, it's pretty small. It's like, it's maybe, yeah. It's like, it's here and there. Um, but in the first, I want to say our, our second year, um, yeah, just through crazy circumstance, um, we were contacted by a, a production company in South Korea um, <laughs> called You've Got Pictures, amazing people. Um, basically, they were filming um, a dog's purpose that it was a the movie. They, they weren't filming that. That Sorry, movie yes. was being filmed here. Yeah. 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 Dog's Purpose was being filmed in Winnipeg, and one of the actors on that film was um, this K-pop artist as well. Um, and this production company from South Korea, the only time they could fit in this music video shoot with this K-pop artist was when they were in Winnipeg filming A Dog's Purpose. So 
uh, it turned out that that he had a week off, a week break, and we were kind of sourced to like, essentially like line produce this this K-pop music video, um, <laughs> which was like the biggest production that we've ever done at the time because it was it was a fairly big crew. It was in a remote location. The logistics of getting gear to this like cabin on a lake in the middle of nowhere was just kind of a giant headache. There was like a giant blizzard that happened. It was supposed to be this fall scene, but of course we're in Winnipeg and the first snowfall of the year is blizzard. And oh yeah. Anyways, it was it was a ton of fun. The production it went off smoothly for all the hiccups. It went off well. And then after that, they kind of turned back to us a couple times to do commercial productions in Winnipeg to kind of be an alternative to New York because we kind of have similar architecture in, in certain areas. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> More like any American city, like, like Chicago or whatever we can, like there's like just, we, there's like pockets of it that work for that. Yeah. So, so they kind of turned to us for two more for, um, for relatively large productions that took up, you know, months, months of our time. Um, so that was kind of in our second year. So <laughs> if you asked us that question, then it would be a larger portion of yeah. what we did. But uh, since COVID that's, that's kind of dropped off. I, w I wonder how many how many shows are out there, like maybe 80 or 90 percent that are based in New York, but are actually filmed in random cities across oh, the yeah. world. Well, most so of it is Toronto. Toronto is like in like, New York. <laughs> yeah, we always like to see them try to hide like uh, some of our street signs like Young Street or Bay right. Street. The ta or the taxis. When we see the yellow taxis or the fake subways. <laughs> Yeah, you guys must be like the Manhattan like stand-in. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, All they got to do is Photoshop out the CN Tower, and then they're golden. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. we've seen. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I've seen it in a show once. I was like, did they really just try to remove the CN Tower in that scene? <laughs> yeah. And and here in in Winnipeg, we noticed with what we did with them. Instead of photoshopping out the CN Tower, they were. They were putting in putting it in bombs and stuff. Yeah, like, and let's make this they, look a little warmer. Like, they added some palm trees. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It's like, wh why is everyone trying to base their shows in New York? Like everything has to be in New York, but none of it is filmed there. It's like, what are they gonna realize? <laughs> Texas, Texas. Oh bro. my god. <laughs> no, I mean like just to base it somewhere else. It's like enough with uh, New York. We're sick of it. Because <laughs> no one knows anything bad. else. They just know L.A., New York, and that's about it. <laughs> that's it, right? <laughs> It was kind of refreshing seeing the new uh, Turning Red, the new Pixar film, is set in Toronto, and it just oh yeah, know, yeah. it's Toronto whole the whole way through. It was it was pretty neat. Yeah, down to the metro passes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how long? How long? Uh, just going back a little bit. How long were you guys freelancers for before you guys decided to partner up and create a business? Sure. Yeah. So I freelanced for about a year and a half. I graduated, we both graduated in 2015. Um, I freelanced for about a year and a half. And then I was hired by a, a French television documentary production company here called Wookie Films. Worked there for three and a half years before doing this. So that was kind of my path here. Um, I didn't freelance at all, actually. I was yeah. lucky to get hired right out of school. I uh, I went to a yeah, small commercial commercial production company I was there until we until we started uh started uh enjoy so how that must have been very like uh interesting because you guys um were basically already in jobs for a little while 
did it feel kind of scary to kind of leave those jobs to, you know, basically start your own thing? And like, usually it's easier for freelancers because they've, they're already kind of used to that type of lifestyle is just adding a name to the, to the freelancing essentially. But when you're, when you're already working at another company, like to make that switch, like um, what, what was like some of the first things you, you guys did to, to do that transition? Save, save some money, I suppose. <laughs> try and, try and uh, have a bit of a, a safety net there. Yeah, no, I think it, it definitely, it definitely was a little scary uh, at, at the beginning there. Um, I think, uh, I think the, I think part of it was that we just, we, we felt pretty darn confident about our, um, our network, I suppose. Like we had, we had um, like through school and just through the, you know, through the few years of working in the, in the, video industry like we kind of kind of got a sense of like what the what the demand was like and and where the opportunities for getting some work were and and we I think we felt fairly confident that you know like you know if there's a chance that this could just flop and fail and like that's fine and and it's better to do that now at like a younger age we didn't have like neither of us had kids and you know neither of us had a house at that time or anything like that like we were pretty you know not a lot of responsibilities so like if, if things totally failed you know, there, it wasn't, you know, a drastic fallout, but at the same time, you know, we felt really confident that, uh, you know, we would, we would be able to make it work. And, and, uh, and we definitely work, you know, we basically said yes to everything, you know, in that first year, you, you, you just, yeah, you, <laughs> you do what you can to get that next project. And that's, uh, that was, that was a big part of it. Yeah, it, it, it definitely was, there was, you know, it was, it was a tough decision. Um, like as, as excited as I was for it and, and as confident as we were, like it would, it would be a lie if I said it wasn't a tough decision. Like it was scary leaving some stability in, in regular income in, you know, the lack of stress of just having someone else kind of manage everything. Um, and kind of tied to that is just the, the personal relationships that you kind of build at, at your jobs. Like I, um, I'm close still with everyone at, at my job at Wookie Films. And it was really scary, you know, even just leaving that, like bringing up <laughs> that I'm about to go do my own thing was, was a big step, but um, luckily everything, everything worked out great. And like, we're still really close and, and I'm super happy we, we did it. And, and now we're here. So. One thing I really like what you guys mentioned uh, when is that one thing a lot of companies uh, typically do or people they give advice when they're starting a business is like, oh, they wanted to make sure they have enough savings, which is the standard thing. Everyone wants to have, you know, at least a little bit of a safety uh, nest egg that they can, uh, you know, kind of fall back to if they need to. But what you guys, what I really like what you guys did was you had, you felt confident in your network, like very, and you had, you were kind of like almost like taking inventory of that. It's like, how, how big is our network? And does, can we leverage that in a way that we will be successful over the next few years? And I think that is something a lot of people don't typically take too much uh, into consideration when they're starting a business. You know, technically speaking, when Dario and I started the business was the worst time in a way, we were basically from zero, completely from zero. Like, we started the business while we were still in school. We were barely in the industry at all. So we didn't know anything about it. So essentially the first four or five years was like us uh, almost like freelancing for a little bit, you know, but under another, uh, under a business name. And then it was only like until the pandemic hit was when we actually started to treat it more like a business. Whereas you guys, uh, you've already been in the industry. You learned on your own from different experiences. You came together, you leveraged your own individual networks and you knew 
that you guys will be successful from that. And I think that's what a lot of people need to think about. It's like, sure, you have a nest egg, but how quickly will that nest egg go if you don't have uh, the connections or the, or the leverage to kind of prop yourself up in the future, right? So kudos to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it, it's funny, you know, it, it, it's so, I think what we hear often is when someone's like, oh, I'm going to start a business or something like that, the first question is like, okay, like, where's your first sale going to come from? And that, that's like, that's like a scary question sometimes at, at that early stage, because you don't necessarily know. But I think just knowing that you have people to turn to and people that you can say like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. You know, you're not necessarily going to jump into like cold calling or anything like that. That's that's the most scary thing to do. But being able just to go to people and say, hey, this is what we're doing now. We'd like love to, you know, help out in any way possible. Uh, like we 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 did that very much like a big part of our, our when we started was a big push just to let people know that this is what's happening now. We're available and we, we'd love to help. And and we, yeah. got, we got a really strong response from that. You know, people, people, you know, spread the word, that kind of thing. So word of yeah. mouth played a huge factor. Yeah. And our, the, the like list that we made to contact people right off the bat there, they weren't necessarily, um, you know, like hard business contacts. They were just like everyone in our network. were just saying like, listen, this, this is what we're doing now. We just want you to know. And yeah. you know, the large majority of that list just said like, Oh, Hey, cool. Like, congratulations. Good luck. Um, but just by kind of putting the word out there that we were doing this thing, I think we got some projects out of those relations. Like we definitely got oh, projects yeah. out of those relations. Still to this day, we we are still getting projects from those initial kind of feeler <laughs> um, emails and calls that we did. So um, yeah, it was an important first step. And maybe like a, a bit of a, another kind of component to it is we, we, we didn't go to like, uh, we went to a communications program for our school. So we, we, which had like a media component, but it also had a marketing component, a PR component and um, a journalism component. So the benefit there is that we like, we, you know, we got a pretty, we got a pretty good media education, but we also got a really good communications education. And, but we also built a network of communicators now. So a lot of our past co our like colleagues from school are now in marketing positions, in communications positions throughout the city. Uh, and uh, that that's like been super valuable where, you know, those are the individuals who are now hiring us uh, uh, for, for their companies or for their organizations. So that, uh, that was, I, I, I think there's a lot of weight to that, that like maybe it's easy to gloss over. We weren't just yeah. like strictly video folk people. Like we had that other side and that, that is what our network was made of in that, in a sense. So that, that, that certainly helped, I think. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you start your own business, you got to leverage just everything that's at your disposal. Like you guys were network leveraging your network, which is which is really good. And I guess you guys were at an age where like they were already kind of moving up in their careers and everything. We, unfortunately for us, when we first started, first of all, we were just trying to learn the the skills to be able to become filmmakers, right? Like we spent like several years just trying to fine tune those. And like Carol said, it wasn't up until the pandemic that we really kind of just sat down and tried to develop our business skills further. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering when you guys first started, like you kind of went from you know, being employees at companies or, or freelancing to now you have to run your own business, right? Like it's a whole different skill set. So how did you guys adapt to that? Because it took us, it took us many years to, to oh, We're not many years. Learning. We're still learning. We're still learning. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never like I'm a, a professional now, but <laughs> it never ends the learning. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think there was, there was, 
probably like, um, I mean, I, you just said it perfect. We're always still learning. There's always like stages. Like I think when we first started, there was like a, like an independence and a kind of like exciting freedom that came with not having the most work at the time <laughs> and just, you know, dreaming about the prospects of what could come and, and the projects that we did have, we could give, you know, a hundred percent attention to all the time. And then, you know, as, as you kind of work on more and more and you get busier and busier and you, you hire that first employee and that second employee, suddenly, you know, there's, there's very new stresses. There's, there's managing a team. There's, um, you know, like client, the, the process the client goes through to make sure that nothing slips through the cracks. Um, these are all things we're always kind of working on. And, and I've found personally that I've learned or like I've, I've really started enjoying that side of things. Um, I still really love the, the filmmaking side of it all. That's why I do what I do. Um, but as these things kind of come across my, my desk, it's, it's been really interesting seeing, um, you know, the kind of things we have to do to make sure that we're, we're still in a good position. We're still growing. We're still on top of things and we're still producing great work. It's, it's been a challenge, but it's been really kind of fun. How do you guys, uh, uh do you guys, how do you, well, like, what do you do? Like, what, what does like Trevor do versus like what Scott does? Do you guys kind of like split everything half and half? Like, like, are you guys both taking care of like the business end and the creative end or is one more business focused, one more creative focused? Yeah, it's a funny one. I think we, uh, for the longest time and, and still to this day, I think very much have split things pretty, pretty 50, 50. Um, we've, I don't know. I think like when it comes to like more of the business stuff, the admin stuff, managing that kind of thing, like we both wanted to be like aware of it and learning it, you know, and understanding it. And I think like, that's what we've done to, to this day. And I think, you know, as, as we grow at some point, that's going to like split off. It doesn't make sense anymore for us to be like doing all the nitty gritty stuff, but we really, you know, both kind of, neither of us were just kind of like, no, I don't like it. You do it kind of thing. We, we were lucky that we, <laughs> we both kind of committed to that and worked hard on it. Um, and, uh, and so far it's been good. I think uh, it makes, you know, we make a lot of decisions together where we, you know, discuss things and, 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 and neither of us are kind of going rogue or anything like that. <laughs> um, I think uh, creatively, there's like a bit of a split there. Uh, we, we have, in the past shared a lot of responsibility and uh both across our productions but um uh somewhat recently now we're, we're doing a bit of a, a bit of a split in our specialties where i'm taking on a bit more of a, a, a focus on animation whereas trevor is focusing a little more on the live action side of things so um that's probably i think where, where we see, we'll see our our roles maybe splitting a little bit in the on the production side but um yeah it's uh it's interesting because I think you, the classic, like you, you hear all those examples of like past like teams and what, like how they had like different strengths that kind of like were compatible together, like the Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak story and all those kinds of things. And you, and you kind of like, you're like, I, it's definitely, but in my head where I'm like, oh man, me and you, you and I have very similar skills. It's very similar, yeah. like uh, strengths and that kind of thing. But it, at, at the same time, it's made it like to be like really compatible. We, it's been easy to work together on things and uh, very, like very few if any conflicts that we've ever encountered or anything like that along the way so yeah yeah okay so we're talking about partnership how do you guys how do you guys uh mesh together like you guys have a good uh like you guys were friends before right has that like friendship changed as you guys became a business hmm. <laughs> good question yeah <laughs> I, 
I don't think so. I think, yeah. I think, um, I mean, we're good friends before, good friends now. Um, yeah, no, no crazy dramatic business stories about um, yelling matches or big disagreements <laughs> or anything like that. We're, we're usually always on the same page. And if, if, uh, if there are problems, we're pretty good at working it out. Like not problems between us or anything like that, like just like stressors in, in the business or situations going on. Um, I think if anything, we're pretty good at just like chatting with each other and just calming ourselves down and kind of taking another stab at, uh, you know, a fresh look at whatever is in front of us and going from there. So no, it's, it's been great. Yeah. We, when we first started and we're telling people like, oh yeah, we started this business and we're partners. We used to be friends. We're used to be friends. We're still friends. Like we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're we're friends and everything. They always told us like, oh, that's a terrible idea. It's not going to end well. Five, five plus years later, here we are. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's been seven. It's been seven, seven years yeah. later, here we are. <laughs> but, but look, the thing is like with any uh, partnership, you know, like uh, any business, uh, you're going, people are always going to bump heads, you know, on, on some things. The, nothing's ever completely seamless, you know, like sometimes you're going to have disagreements on certain things. And what do you do? You have to figure it out, talk it out. You know, you both make points of like why something's good, why something isn't, you know, and then you come to an agreement and, you know, you provide a collective front on, you know, what you do with the business. Right. You know, like nothing's ever going to be like, you know, without any like kind of like confidence, this is how business actually evolves. Right. You know, if everyone wasn't, uh, you know, at least like kind of like bumping heads a little bit at times, you know, like businesses won't progress. You know, I mean, look at what happened with some of the biggest companies in the world. There was so much drama that was happening behind the scenes you know, it wasn't great, but, you know, to that, to their credit, the businesses did thrive and, and grow as a result. Right. So uh, it's always good to kind of like have someone that you can kind of bounce ideas off of, um, you know, like you guys have, you know, it's like, Hey, what do you think about this idea? It's like, Oh, I think it's good, but let's try this or no, that doesn't work because I've seen this, you know, like it's good to have that kind of internal filter within the business. You know, like we know some people who are by themselves in a business, you know, and uh, they unfortunately don't have that, um, internal buffer within the business that they can kind of bounce off of, you know, and, you know, it's not a disadvantage necessarily, you know, they have other advantages, but you know, it's, it's a different type of dynamic. Yeah, definitely. I think the, I think that was definitely one of the appeals of like, as opposed to starting something solo um, was to uh, have like a a partner in it where you can, where you can kind of share those decisions and, and and get a different perspective. And I think that's been so, uh, so valuable throughout like the past few years. And, and even as we've grown and added people to our team, like adding those perspectives as well has been really great. I think uh, it's nice having, it's, just, it's, it's important to have different voices in, in the room. And um, uh, it's definitely, I think in like, without a doubt, been far more of a strength to like work as a partnership as opposed to going solo or anything like that. It's been, yeah, crucial. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned you have a team of people. How big is your core team now? There's five of us in total, so three three employees. Okay. Yeah. And what are like um, the, their roles uh, within the business at this point? Uh, so we have a, a shooter editor, um, uh, we have a motion designer, and then we have a pro- uh, project coordinator, who who really has helped uh, us uh, take off a little bit of that production load or production management load, I suppose, and, and we've been able to continue to work more hands on with the projects themselves. Yeah. I- I think that's a good kind of balance in terms of like the roles. You guys have basically checked off all the, like the key ones that we typically all look at, look for when projects tend to scale, right? You know, you got 
the 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 hybrid shooter editor you know who can you know take on a role depending on what is needed you know and then you guys can hire other people you know depending on the scale of the project you have your motion graphics designer that's the hardest to find you know most of them are very very freelance based um because of like how complex those those jobs are i mean we don't necessarily get uh, a motion graphics project come through the door that often where it's it, it warrants that kind of need but but yeah, and then like you said the production coordinator who manages all that because when you're managing 10 clients at once you know it's just like oh my god how many emails am i going to send out today yeah yeah i think i think there was a point <laughs> we had like this collective epiphany at one point where like it was a crazy busy week and like at the end of the day we realized like I don't know if we spent like a single minute on anything except just client communication for the past two days. Like it's <laughs> that happened so much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool. Like, what do we, what do we do about this? Like, this isn't, this isn't necessarily sustainable if um, I mean, for our goals, like what we want to do, like this, yeah. this isn't necessarily the world we want to live in. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been a huge, huge help uh, on that side of things. So it's been great. Yeah, especially when there have been, uh, I remember uh, there was one particular project where it was just like a simple type of uh, a corporate style shoot, but they wanted to do it in a, in a studio, they had a very specific kind of request for it. And uh, they had a very quick timeline, They're like, we need you to do this in like a week, right? But then you have to go check the, the studios that are available, see if they're any good, if they can provide you what you need. You know, just even doing those things, you know, it takes so much time. It's like a half hour to an hour to drive to it, half hour to review it, hour, hour, half hour to an hour to come back. If you have to check multiple, there you go. That's a whole day gone that you couldn't have been working on other things, you know, like creative briefs, you know, outreach, you know, uh, uh, networking, you know, uh, that, that's why you need more and more people uh, to join over time to just kind of help alleviate that load. There's like a point when you're running a business where it just the the pre-production work or just communications just starts to snowball into like a big pile of work. And it's so time consuming. And it's like because you, you're so used to doing it, doing all that stuff by yourself. But like, I feel like there's like that one moment where you're like, I can't. I can't do this by myself anymore. It's just taken away from other things that I can't do other work. I can't get other projects because I can't. I don't have enough time to create a proposal, like work on my pitch. Just crazy how quickly that happens. Like we're in the process right now. We're, I think we're quickly approaching that stage. So pretty soon we'll probably have to start thinking about maybe bringing on like a production coordinator or someone else to help us out with that. Yeah. I mean, the first talent uh, that we started to hire out for was having an editor right because before we were basically just taking turns editing based on the projects it's like <laughs> when you're editing I, i'm sure you guys have felt this before when you're editing a project for you know eight hours or seven hours in a day and then the other guy calls you it's like oh we got to work on that proposal for that other client it's like get away from me <laughs> yeah yeah don't oh, talk yeah. to me <laughs> it's the the hardest thing in the world is like <laughs> exactly what you just said especially when you like look at your schedule too and you're like okay i have three hours to edit but it's like it doesn't always work like that you know like you need to no. you need to get in the groove of editing like you can't just schedule three hours to edit and expect like a good product in the end like it's been tricky <laughs> yeah our our, yeah. our shooter editor was our first our uh, employee and yeah. big big time there like you know getting that assistance on the editing side of things was so 
so crucial. And um, I think, uh, yeah, it's it it becomes quite challenging to like pivot from one task to another. Like you go, yeah, go from a proposal, go from uh, like some emails, go to edit, and like if you're trying to squeeze editing in within an hour or two, like that's not not a good recipe for editing. Editing, you kind of, you need to sink your teeth into it a little bit, right? So um, having that having that extra help on the editing was so crucial uh, for us to- uh, Huge, yeah. Um, to grow, yeah. yeah. I think we were afraid to, you know, cause at the time we probably weren't making as much uh, money to the point where we thought we could afford to start hiring editors for projects. But then once we started doing it, we started seeing how much more time we had to generate new business, uh, to, uh, to contact people, to improve our briefs, to improve our website, to improve our, our marketing material. It's like, oh, wow, like now we have more business so that we can bring uh, these people in. So um, that's the one, uh, the one thing a lot of people need to like, uh, you know, re remember. It's like, don't be afraid to bring in help, you know, because that gives, it opens up the most valuable resource, which is not the money, it's the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think we like think of it, you know, as we grow, it's that question of, um, do you want to, uh, be more hands-on, like just remain hands-on with the work and like truly do kind of the craft of a video or, um, you know, are you prepared to kind of maybe give up some of that to you know, manage a team that can do it, and you still, you know, ultimately you're still part of a team that's making really incredible content. But you're now a little bit on the outside of the creative process, maybe, and you're more on the managing side of things. Like that, those are two kind of competing components there. But I think, um, um, and there's not really a right or wrong, right? It depends on what your personal preferences are and what you want to get out of like your day to day. But uh, it's uh, a part of it's a part of the day to day, regardless of how how you what you do, I suppose. So. Absolutely. It's like the first steps to growth, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh, that's, we should probably end it off there now. Like it's somewhere right there, but uh, yeah, like I honestly, guys like the, this, I, I really like the kind of direction that this conversation went where we were talking about the importance of talent and bringing in the right people. It's, uh, it's always nice to hear other people's perspectives, especially in the, in places that, you know, not many people get a chance to hear from, you know, like, uh, and, you know, we really, Really, thank you guys for joining us. But before we um, uh, uh, before we end uh, the show here, one question we like to ask a lot of our guests is, how did you guys come up with the name uh, Enjoy Creative? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, man. A lot of lists, a I guess. A lot of lists. A list had... of words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, we had, a, I think, a notepad. It's probably still, I think we ripped the page off and put it somewhere, but it's of all these kind of name some better than others and uh <laughs> i think just kind of like workshopping them U uh, url availability yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does the website exist yeah or? uh yeah. uh yeah no it, i that it's not the most glamorous story but it was one that we kind of we kind of liked and, and uh we thought it represented i think we all part of what we've always wanted to do is to be like to have fun like trying to have fun with it we are in a fun industry video you know video is extremely stressful without a doubt <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time it's really fun like you get, we're making we're making really cool content so um trying to like encapsulate a little bit of that fun in it i think was a part of the appeal to enjoy yeah nice was that like the first one on the list or was it like uh, number 10 15 uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know i don't know yeah yeah I think we, I, I think we like, we, um, 
there was what we like we had like a pro and con list we have a pro and con list there was like a like <laughs> what was what a science like if you're if you could give your business a personality what oh, words yeah. would you use to describe that oh, personality yeah. and then like using those words like what you know what kind of um what's the word i'm looking for a word map or whatever yeah um around those words kind of like come in your mind so yeah there's a bunch of we had too much time <laughs> and then you know the the like the creative component of it you know there's like there's media there's uh creative there was video films. there's films there's uh what could, what else could there be i don't know yeah. all those options productions. Enjoy, yeah, enjoy productions. productions exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah that was another component to it well that's great well guys Thanks again for joining us uh, on Creators Grab Coffee. You know, uh, we'll definitely uh, be keeping in touch with you guys. And who knows, maybe in another year or two, we'll have you guys for uh, a recurrence episode. <laughs> yeah, course, follow yeah. up would be fun. Thanks so much, guys. This yeah. Great. yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Amazing. All right, take care, guys. <laughs>